Welcome to the Pints and Polishing Podcast, the most influential and listened to podcast in auto detailing. Welcome to the community. Hi, welcome to the Pints and Polishing Podcast. I'm Marshall. That's the boys. This is the community pub. I am drinking tonight. Herian Brewing Company. Call me hazy. Cool little uh, label. Just right. Got a little name tag on there. So hard to see with Zoom. So everybody on Facebook, sorry, you don't get to see it. But audio wise, maybe you can hear that nice slow pour of the brew. Uh, beautiful part of drinking. All right. So what's everybody drinking tonight? And what is the worst color car that goes with a certain make, right? This comes out of a really cool post inside the Hyperclean Specialist Group by Christopher. And it was a cool Bronco convertible, but it had, quote unquote, eruption green. And I went, I'm going to erupt with a gagging, right? Brutal. Or what about, Derek, I mentioned this to you. Sometimes I see in it, it's like Colorado or someplace in the woods. Like there's some type of Tacoma that has a special edition, like teal or sea moss green or something. I'm just like, Ooh, that's brutal. But I think for me, the worst color make and model is one that I saw, as I've been saying, I've been spending a lot more times in these like car meetup groups inside of our area, which is nine one eight. So it's like nine one eight to, meetup right 918 you know where they just show and it's the old school let's go cruise and ride it's those type of people and they go to all the car shows and stuff this is a good group of people to be involved with which i've said they start have now you see regularly these people now asking for detailing and or hey where can i get some good stuff so it's a good group of people to be involved with and inside of there i saw somebody post and they wanted to post to show everybody how wonderful their vehicle was and it was hideous corvette yellow with chrome rims oh just brutal a big giant banana on chrome rims like uh i just can't imagine ever having one like that so all right let's go around derek what are you drinking man and what uh what's the worst making model for you so i actually picked up the fruit force ipa you guys were talking about and uh it does taste like someone poured an IPA into uh, like a wine punch. It is, uh, this is dangerous. It's 9.5%. So we'll see how the night goes. <laughs> it's going to go really well, really well. When it comes time to the tab out, he's going to officially want to be tabbing out. So it's going to be great. And, and that you color you're talking about, two. Martin? Please oh, tell I got a whole. Oh, no, I got one right now. But I That's my point. Like, no, you yeah. got to have two. You got to chug that one down and we got to get one. Tipsy Derek, ready for the tab out question. Uh, and that color you're talking about in the Tacoma, I think it's called Lunar Rock. And uh, you can get the RAV4 in that color now. So, and I'm like, oh, it's nasty. But I think one of the worst colors is I think Ford at one point made a lime green Ford Raptor. And it just, it's one of those colors that if I bought that, it's something I couldn't purchase and then feel comfortable about. I wake up in the middle of the night and have to return. I couldn't. Yeah. Lime green, hideous. I'm with you. All right, let's jump over, go up to cooking with Nick. Oh, and Nick's mom. Hey, Nick's mom. <coughs> Mom's got it going. Oh, hey. Uh, all right, Nick. What's uh what's on the menu tonight? What are you sipping on? And what's the worst colored tes- Tesla? I mean, uh, other vehicle that you've seen. 
What did you just say? <laughs> <laughs> um, gin. Costco gin. Surprisingly super, super, super tasty. And quite cheap. I think it's less than 20 bucks a bottle. Um, Costco gin and what? Some uh, tonic water or what? Not straight. Straight? Yeah. A little, okay. With a little lime. Um, worst color? I'm going to have to go with the, the newer generation, like 2017 plus Buick Brown. Ooh, <laughs> yeah. I hate it. Buick I hate Brown. It. Brown. Oh. That does sound rough. Buick Brown. All right, man. What's on the menu for tonight? I'm making salmon burgers. Okay. Ooh. I got a bunch of salmon patties. They're on the grill right now. I got a bunch of veggies sauteing on the grill right now, too. Wow. So put some spinach, tomato. Got some cilantro, lime rice going too. Um, yeah. You ever? Where do you get your salmon? Pe- like, I used to get some from Trader Joe's, even though they were frozen. They were semi pretty decent. Costco. Costco. Okay. Costco you know me and Kirkland's pellets. at this point. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. I like yeah. It. All right, let's go over to Dustin, man. What uh, What are you sipping on tonight? And worst color vehicle that you got out there? Uh, third week in a row, we've got the Couch Fire, uh, Springhouse Brewing out at Lancaster, PA. Why Love do they that call beer. it Couch Fire? Such an interesting name. Uh, so the owner of that brewery came down to get old WVU. And, Dude, uh, I ask you every time. It's just hilarious. And, uh, you know, <laughs> we like to burn couches down here. And when WVU wins, and there's a certain slogan that we like to chant, uh, for – Absolutely no reason at all. You could be at a bar or at a football game, and it's, you know, eat shit pit. So uh, it is what it is. It's a great beer. It's only 4.1%, but dang on, is it good? Um, the worst color, I'm going with Toyota has like an army green forerunner. Oh, yeah. No, it's no, that. it's just too much. Yeah, I know color. Yeah. Guy the street from me has one. Oh. It just doesn't mm. pop. Yeah. Yeah. I think any of that army green color is just, I don't know. It's just a hideous color all around. It was so 1978, like, mm-hmm. Jimmy Square Body. <laughs> uh, so 1978. Thanks. Appreciate that. Right in the dagger. All right, Lucas, uh, what are you sipping tonight? And what can we make fun of Dustin on? That's really what it comes down to. <laughs> Well, I'm sipping on a fine, nice hot cup of black coffee because I have to go operate snowplow in about an hour and a half. So, oh, no beer tonight. Um, and I would say that, hmm, I hate Nardo Gray. It's way overdone. Everybody wraps their cars Nardo Gray, and to me, it just looks like painted primer. But I'd say on the car I hate it on the most is probably the factory Dodge Charger code that looks like Nardo Gray. Mm-hmm. okay interesting i don't know that i've had anybody have an issue with gray so okay cool i like colors man i, I like stuff that's not you know, everyone buys silver black or white or gray i i like stuff that's in colors no volkswagen colors have ever rubbed you the wrong way because they got some interesting colors shit no even that freaking golden like uh golden bronze color they had for a while I, um, everyone hates on that and I even like that wow just pretty much anything Volkswagen has in paint you're going to love it huh well anything anyone has in a color that's not 
generic. I like cars and colors. I think everything looks better in a color than just a blah. Okay. Well, well we're going to have to do one of those favorite colors then, I guess. Blah. All right. Pig Daddy, uh, good to see you, man. Thanks for hopping on. I see you're detailing out a bike and welcome as a uh, Welcome to distribution, man. Uh, cool to see you hopping into that. And I know we're going to square up later this week and you're going to come pick everything up. It's awesome to have you on board and moving forward. It's, it's, it's great, brother. What, uh, what are you detailing back there? Is that yours? Uh, no, this one's actually a client. It's a 08 uh, Harley Softail. Okay. All right, man. Well, what are you sipping on tonight? Yeah, it looks awesome. What are you sipping on tonight? And, uh, What's your, when you look at cars, you get, oh, that's the most hideous, worst looking color on a vehicle. I got the uh, accumulation IPA. Okay. Uh, New Belgium. Yeah, New Belgium. Worst color on the car. I have to go with that, uh, like a light green, like a lime green color. On the car. <laughs> <laughs> Lucas, you oh, really like one. lime green? Like, really? I don't hate it. Just everybody is hating on green tonight. Yeah, green's a horrible color. It's such an oh color. Lucas, what do you like about lime green? Because I'm with I'm with Pig Daddy. Like lime green's hideous. I didn't say I liked it. I just think there's far worse you can choose from than lime green. <laughs> well, that's true. That's true. Uh, all right, Pig Daddy. So you you definitely have a little bike scene, right? There can be some random colors that happen in bikes. It's usually right after production. It's usually something they put on after, right? Because most of your bikes are normal colors. Do you have a, a crazy color in the bike world that you just go, no, nah, this is too much? I guess maybe some of those uh, creamy, the light cream yellow colors on bikes. It just, uh, I don't know. I just don't like the looks of those. Well. <laughs> Light I think anything yellow, right? Mm -hmm. I'm with you. I'm with you. All right, let's hop open. Mr. Walter's hopping in. Good to see you, man. Uh, yeah, I was having techni technical difficulties there. <laughs> uh, um, what uh, What are you sipping on tonight? Uh, water or uh, yeah, I have got a high nooner. Uh, no high nooner. No, no nooner. Just just water. Mm, no nooner. I guess well, yeah. <laughs> we'll let you in the pub, even though you're just sipping on water. I know. Fruit punch, Fre Freddie over there telling me what I can and can't drink. Listen, Derek yeah, got it tonight. I already, I already, I, I already saw Derek. I saw yeah. Derek. It should have been. It should have been. It should have been taken down from the specialist group. Oh, uh, you know. God. I mean. <laughs> You know, I saw it. I'm like, wow, beer guy just going full fruit punch. Huh? <laughs> I'm like, I'm trying. I'm like, let's see how I see. It's good. I'm like, oh, it is. I'm not gonna think I'm gonna buy it again, but it's not bad. You're good. not gonna buy it again. I'm definitely buying it again. I'm shipping it to Nick. Is what I'm doing. I know. Boone, <laughs> Boone's Farm is right up your alley, like I said. <laughs> not so. the Boone's Farm. <laughs> um. Yeah, yellow, yellow is the worst Hold color. Hold on, FYI. Nick, because Dustin just revealed his secret to hogging Boone's Farm. I'm pretty sure that's what he just said. Oh, it it flashed it. back yeah. into his memories of the hogs he used to get. I, I got to imagine that was a Mad Dog 2020 night. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh no. Uh, there isn't a good story that comes from either of those. No, yeah. never. <laughs> never. All right, worst color, Nick? It's yellow. Yeah. Plain and simple. Yeah. Terrible. All of them are terrible. None of them look good. Yeah, I'm out. 
When's Tesla going to do a yellow? Uh, I don't know, they, but there's. I have a customer have. that wrapped his Model Three in that taxi cab yellow. I right, see if I can find a picture of it. I'll, I'll see if I. Can, yeah, I didn't work on it, but I work in the interior. I'll see if I can find a picture of it and send it to you. <laughs> but it's nasty. Want me to blacklist him? What'd you say, Nick? Want me to blacklist him? Please. I'll side check you this whole name. I'll side check you. It's nasty looking. Just kidding. Yeah. I can't do that. Yeah. Well, that's funny. All right. So, one thing, it doesn't matter if you like to clean your car yourself or you do it uh, for pay. One thing that is very important when you're cleaning a car is your process, right? So, we're going to go through a couple different things here tonight. It should be a little fun discussion where we all talk about processes. There's two different ways to do this. So, let's, let's start off with the first one, right? Because processes do differ for many of us depending on the weather, right? Nick, Mr. Walters pretty much has two weather climates, hot or wind and rain. So for everybody else, we fight a lot more environmental things. Uh, what is a process that you do in the winter that you don't do in the summer, right? And so for me, this is mine. Uh, I don't put on near as much tire shine in the winter as I do in the summer. I like to cruise. I like to be out in the winter here, right? You got a lot more rain, more clouds, more blood time, and it's cold. I'm just not out. I'm back and forth to work. I'm not doing anything. So uh, for me, I definitely put on a lot less tire shine in the winter to completely almost zero unless, huh? Right. Unless we're back in HQ testing some stuff, which has been really fun. Uh, but for the most part, if I'm just cleaning up my ride and just to go out and enjoy in the winter, I don't put on tire shine, but in the summer, I do. Uh, all right, Derek, DJD, what uh, what's something you do in the winter different than in the summer? Um, so, because we're getting a lot more rain, at least in the winter, um, and then the, the cars are getting dirty, I got salt and crap on. One of the things that I do uh, is I'll do, when I do like the pre-wash, while I'm cleaning the rims and the tires, I'll spray um, TRX kind of on like the fenders and the lower sections of the vehicle kind of start eating away at the dirt and the grime that's built up on the vehicle first before I've even decided to then go wash. And then on my way from the front tire to the back tire, I'll usually rinse that off and that kind of gets the majority of the bulk of the dirt and stuff off the vehicle before I've even touched the car. And by the time I'm ready to wash the vehicle, most of that stuff's gone. Like, especially if it's a, a car that, um, like I just did a car that has been like three or four months before they had wash it and it's bad. And we didn't get like snow, but you know, they pre they throw the salt out just in case and the car was hammered. So we got it all off. And then um, that's the one thing during the summer, you can't do it as long, but in the winter you got, because it was cloudy, I could spray it on, take my time. Uh, but in the summer, it's like, a, maybe I'll do a life, but they don't get as dirty in the summer. Oh, so it is interesting. How many people do do like some type of pre-wash during the winter? Is that a, is that a thing or do you do it, you know, nonstop throughout the year? Anybody do a pre-wash besides uh, Derek? Uh, I've done it before when we've come out of the mountains, when we've done something that's just nasty. Yeah, there's a thing that some people do, in the, you know, cleanse. They'll, they'll pre-wash with cleanse or something sometimes. But I'm with you. I like to go ahead and spray TRX. I think that is the way to do it. The, uh, the, the no caustic in it, high surfactant, everything's great on the paint. Yeah, it just strips, quote unquote, right? It just kind of strips and helps ever the dirt and all the nastiness just fall right off the vehicle. Uh, let's go see what Dustin, man. What uh, What's your 
what's your winter thing that you do different than in the summer? Yeah. So in the winter, um, I'd like to make it a habit every, every, you know, month or so <laughs> to rinse the undercarriage of my truck. Um, so I'll put some TRX in a foam cannon and just foam everything underneath and, you know, let it, let it sit and marinate for a good five minutes or so and come back and I'll rinse it off. Just keep that salt off of there. And, um, being a Dodge guy, in 2007 they used some pretty junky metal to build those things and they really like to rust around those uh bedside wheel wells and the cab corners and the rockers so like to keep those nice and salt free and keep that thing good and and clean throughout the winter do you use ever use those booms you know like oh yeah 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 we got one of those uh nothing special just one of the cheap ones off amazon for like 50 bucks and and it works good. It'll work with your, you know, your lower PSI units. So you don't need anything crazy, wow. but good habit. Why do you, do you do any, like what Derek, do you pre foam or do any pre pre type of wash to, uh, to get everything broken up on the outside? Yeah, sometimes, uh, just depends on how bad they are. Um, you know, maybe we'll do some TRX, especially on the lowers, stuff like that. Help knock, uh, some of your heavier stuff loose. Yeah. Okay, cool. Uh, Lucas, what about you, man? What's a process you do in the winter differently than in the summer? Uh, I'd say I lean more on steam when I can for carpet and upholstery cleaning rather than jumping to extract, jumping great to an extractor. Um, obviously there's some cases where it's warranted for an extractor and a steamer's not going to cut it, but I try to do as much as I can during the winter time, especially with a steamer because carpets dry out in 10 minutes versus you know a couple hours so try to keep moisture out just generally as much as i can in the winter how do you dry your carpets different besides steam right let's say you do have to extract have you have you done anything different in your winter than you do in the summer uh yeah generally during the summertime you can just park it outside with the back window down for an hour and it all just evaporates out with the heat of the sun during the winter time, that's not going to happen. So I'll usually park it outside. Um, if, if I got nothing else for the day, I'll just leave it in the shop with a fan blowing on the carpets. And that usually does the trick. Otherwise, if I got to pull something else in, I'll park it outside and let the, the car run for hour or so with the heat blasting down and everything just to get it all dried up. Mm-hmm. That common thing we used to do too. Have you ever had anybody complain that you left their car running for an hour? I Not have once. I really, have. I did. I know. Really? I, don't want, I mean, of course it was a car wash, right? It was at the car wash and we had that. There's always that one guy, right? Right. Probably if I went back and looked up at the records, I guarantee he drove a Dodge, right? Like, but is what it is. Uh, the, you know, but he, they complained that, you know, Hey, yeah, well you left my car running. Uh, yeah, we had to try it. I mean, they literally wanted some recompensation for the amount of gas, like, for the eight cents in gas it used to idle their car for an hour yeah couldn't believe that i would waste their gas like that my logic is if i mean if i leave my car at a mechanics and i come pick it up and it's 12 degrees outside i'm not going to be mad if i get to hop into a nice warm toasty vehicle to leave (laughs) yeah i'm with you i'm with you all right that's a good one because i don't think everybody does that and we especially as you you push to do more interiors in the winter but you not everybody's thought of that, man. So appreciate that. Appreciate mm-hmm. that. All right. Let's uh let's see with Pig Daddy. Are you there? Or are you still working on that bike? I think he's working on that bike. 
All right, Mr. Walters. Uh, I guess, you know, during your rainy season, huh? Is that what it is? Uh, or what are you, do you have a no. difference? You have a winner? I mean, you guys yeah, get down I mean, to what? Come on, 50? Dude. You get down yeah, to 50 come on, degrees. Dude. I'm not taking heat from fruity pebbles over there. Okay. Let's, let's just back up a little bit. Um, <laughs> The big thing that changes out here, actually, it's kind of a random thing, is glass cleaning. Glass cleaning in the summer out here when it's 115, it's <laughs> you you spray glass cleaner on in a certain way, and it just it'll just flash. It doesn't matter what's in it. So, uh, you know, guys will will use glass cleaner way different. And you know, in the summer, it's very tough to get spotless uh, inside of the windshield. So the process that we use to clean glass is much different in the summer than in, in, in the wintertime. Wintertime is more probably just what normal every day, you know, you would do. But in the summer here, you got to really be cautious of where you're spraying it. You know, do you have a towel right on it? That kind of thing. So that's the process that actually changes the most for us. So you think, I mean, this is just a general question for Vegas detailing. You guys actually probably enjoy the winter more than everybody else? Not me. I don't, I, some of my guys say that they do, but I mean, we have mornings that we just woke up. It was 29. I mean, I'm not, I'm not really into that. So I, I think the summer is actually easier because most of the time the car kind of dries itself. You know, you just have to blow some cracks out, speeds everything up. Time shows us that the summer is the easiest on your body because you're working on a cars less. Uh, you know, on an exterior perspective, but you got to be more cautious in the heat. I mean, you can, you know, you can spray something like an APC on a door panel and it can get real ugly real fast. You know what I mean? So yeah, that's, I, I'm more, I enjoyed the summer more personally. All right. All right. All right. Cooking with Nick. Uh, winter for you. What do you do different now in the winter than you do in the summer? Um, so we have hot water at our shop and it gets hot like, scalding almost burning hot and um i'll fill up a five gallon bucket and whenever we go out in the mornings and and do last you know minute touch-ups on our cars before delivery in the summer typically we'll do something more more like a waterless wash um but in the winter i'll do uh, i'll soak a rag and basically do a rinseless wash but with the hot water and i'll redunk that rag just about every maybe two panels and in, in the water depending on how, on how dirty the car is. But um, usually I'll keep that rag really wet and pull that hot water. And not only does that make it way easier for me, but I feel like it cleans a little better too. Okay. Uh, definitely. I mean, hot water does. You're right. You're right. Uh, you don't I say used hot to love... for a good half hour or so. Yeah. As a mobile detailer, that's what I would do too. Cause we had a big burner, one of those big diesel burners. Is yours like yeah, an inline? Yeah, but... Is yours an inline heater or is it a diesel heater or sort of like a, a hot water tank in a sense in line we got a hose like uh, a faucet yeah takes yeah, you know nice. 20 seconds to get hot and mm -hmm. whole bay starts steaming up and it's nice yeah mine was a big diesel heater as a mobile detailer uh because we used it to clean a lot of concrete at night and uh Ooh. yeah that's what it, about <laughs> about day two in a sense of after getting that and being in the winter i go wait a second here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so, yeah, we were able to start dipping our hands in warm water instead of freezing. So, all right, pig daddy, uh, are you back with us or we can hop back? Oh, hey, he's back with us. Okay. What's something that's different for you in the winter? I know you, 
you probably this is your first winter going into it, right? Like it's kind of when you're really getting started. Have you noticed something that you're doing different now in the winter than you did in the summer? Uh, I would say like extraction wise, I go a lot lighter. I'm not trying to do heavy extraction because I'm not going to get that moisture and foggy windows. So usually I try and go light, use chemicals, scrub out the stains and stuff like that, and just light extraction. I use a rag and vacuum out as much as I can. I guess that that would be one thing, just keeping less wet wetness going on there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I definitely. It's been impressive for me. Is you know what? That is something. Now that you mention it, that is something I am doing a lot different. Is and I've done some recent videos. Is using Revive as a carpet cleaner because yeah. of that reason. I want to make yeah, sure I don't oversaturate. Yeah, and it does a really great job. You use that backside of the uh, scrub monster and scrub down on that carpet. Yeah, Revive does a great job on carpets, and and it'll leave it dry. It doesn't oversaturate it. Yeah, I'm gonna have to try the scrub monster because I do like a drill brush, but I use Revive all the time for the carpets. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it makes sense. It makes sense. All right, yeah. so. Here's the here's the interesting thing that once again it doesn't matter if you're somebody that likes to enjoy cleaning your own vehicle or you get paid to do it. A process to help speed up your detail. Every single person wants to know how do I do it a little bit more efficiently, a little quicker. Even if I enjoy it and I love spending two hours on a Saturday, right? Or you know I I don't have a problem. I enjoy. I got a car today and. I, I got another one this afternoon and I got plenty of time on it. It doesn't matter. You'd still like to speed up your process. So number one tip for you guys that you would do to speed up your process, right? So for me, I, I think guaranteed time savings is, is what I'm thinking of, right? I, I've got to have a guarantee. And that could either be I'm fuegoing and I'm using that on the wheels. And as I go through, I'm going to go ahead and decon my paint. And I can use a, uh, a product that'll do two different things is probably where I'm going. And, and mentioning that Scrub Monster earlier, Scrub Monster has really sped up my interior detailing because of that, that other side. And I'm not using such a real small little thing and trying to, like, the way it fits in your hand, it just, you're like, yeah. And you just start scrubbing and going to town. And then you can flip over to the microfiber side or grab a, a workaholic and finish it out and boom. I can get done with an interior a lot faster now using that scrub monster. So what about you, Derek? What is the process for you? And I, listen, I think people really need to pay attention to this. This is interesting. What process for you helps speed up detailing? So a little, a little backstory about this one. Um, I had a guy come in that he just started his business and he said it took him um, nine hours to do a full detail and he was mobile. Whoa. And he started, yeah, nine so he hours. Started, so he showed now, like, like I told him, like he showed me all these pictures of the car, and I'm looking at the vehicle, and I'm like, it's not it. It wasn't the dirtiest car, but it was still a three row car. Um, and this guy was just taking a long time. But one of the pictures he showed me was what he would do is when he would pull up the details, he would unload every single thing that was on his van out on the curb, and I'm talking everything so like not just what not not just his interior stuff his exterior stuff everything that he had in his van he has he had this must have been seven or eight boxes of stuff all out on the car so i'm looking at this guy and i'm like man like you don't have like bags or nothing like to at least get like you got your interior bags maybe two bags for that you got your polishing bags maybe two bags for that 
And then one of the big time savings, like I told him, was like, you know, as you're going back to your van, you know, take one or two things with you. So don't don't ever go back to your mobile unit with nothing in your hand. Like always try to have stuff so that because he said, oh, after I was done, it took me an hour to pack everything up. And I'm like, well, if you if you start bringing stuff back as you go back to the van, you know, by the time you're done, you're literally you talk to the customer, say you're all good. I know for me, I, I, I have one or two microfibers with me in case I see a little something like after I'm done. I'll I'll just get my payment, say it right, and I'll grab my stuff and I'm done. Pull the, put stuff in the truck, pulls up, I'm done. But he was waiting till the end to pack everything up, and he just didn't even have like bags. Like he, the other thing was instead of having. All right, so um, hold on. Let me let's yeah, let's break oh, that down a little bit. Yeah, let's break that down. Because yeah, I, yeah. I really think this is interesting for a lot of yeah. people because we've all seen some trailers or some vans, and they do have things organized, right? We do see those. But the mass majority, I think, of mobile vehicles and mobile detailers, I think it's a little chaotic in there, right? With like mm. some tubs here, some tubs there. You mentioned bags. Some people throw stuff in bags. Some people put them in tip. Like there's a whole different range that people use to transport all their stuff. But so you're saying that this guy would literally take every single thing out of his vehicle, put it on the curb? Yes. Wow, that is strange. Very strange. Yeah, I mean, he he had more. He has more, like he has a 150 gallon water tank. He's got the pressure water. He's got all this stuff, but he was just like, I'll just take everything out so that I have it. But he would put it on the curb, and the vehicle would be maybe a little bit away. So every time he needed a brush, he had to walk back to his aisle and go find some. Walk back, he's going oh, back and forth. And all, all right, well, I love that. It's such yeah. a great tip because it. I think people do. Pro I think he's probably not the only one. I think there's a bunch of people that do that. Like I said, there's there's a lot of disorganization that goes involved. I'm going to jump over to with, with Mr. Walters because he's got an interesting, I think, answer to that problem, right? Like a process that would help speed up somebody like that is something that, that they do. Yeah. So I, I'm like, yeah. hold on a second. Like, yeah. All right, Nick. So it's all about how many times you walk around the car. That's what people don't don't ever really think about. So if you if you look at our trucks, number one, I see these guys that park next to their vehicles instead of parking them in line with their van or in line with their truck. And the problem is now you're walking around the truck multiple times because it's beside and it's not as efficient. So on our trucks, pressure washer on one side and uh, our generator on the other side of the truck. And so our extension cords run along the, the passenger side, our uh, hoses run along the driver's side. And so when guys, uh, when my guys go to shoot foam on a car, let's say to wash the car, they don't start right at the truck. They walk it all the way around and then shoot the foam coming back. And then when they come back to the driver's side, they unhook the foam cannon, they put their tip back on and they go and they start spraying. And then my guy my other guy with with it's got the, the the extension cord for the blower they're never crossing paths okay you never want to get tangled up but you're also not making multiple walks around the vehicle you're you're using the vehicle as the stop point to go and grab things in the back and everything's on the tailgate that you need for the detail and so all of our chemicals are in a one bag not three bags not you know and that bag has whatever brushes you might need 
and you call it a day with a scrub monster or something like that. Well, the, the thing that Derek shared is classic beginner syndrome, right? Like this is what we see. I need all of these things to detail a car. That There's the problem. Okay. Um, you need the right chemicals. You need the right tools that help you. But again, this goes back to the YouTubeification or, you know, TikTokification that every tool pertains to your business. So these guys buy it and they have 27 brushes and it's like, wait a minute, man. Then I'm being told guys use air. So if I use air, I would seemingly need less brushes, not more brushes. Mm -hmm. And at the end of the day, it's just a beginner thing. Like, you know, we all go through it. But again, it's it's about kind of how you've been raised in the business. You know, I didn't have access to all this stuff. So it wasn't a thought process for me. So I added things to my processes. This guy doesn't have anything to add to his process. He's got a subtraction problem. He needs to just get rid of like 99% of this stuff, it sounds like. And, and it really comes down to how many times you're walking around the car. You know, you'll see guys vacuum like the whole back seat at once. No, nah, man, we walk station by station around the car. Yep. Driver's side, passenger, into the cargo area, into the rear passenger, into the, to, to the front passenger. And by the time we've done that, we wrap up the cord, the, the, the vacuum's done. It's over. It's going right into the truck. And so I just think that a lot of people walk around a vehicle a lot or walk away from the vehicle to this station or whatever. And I see these massive detail carts and things people that mobile think they need. It's like, man, that stuff is unnecessary. Do everything off the back of your unit. All right. Derek, is, you think that's probably what his big problem was? Yeah. I mean, this guy, he's working out of a, uh, one of those older Chevy Astros. So he's, I've seen his, his setup. He's got the room is just, that's definitely his problem. He needs to subtract. I was like, listen, you're in this bag, this bag, this bag, you can combine all that stuff. Like, you know, it's, it's, he just had way too much stuff. Like, cause exactly what Nick said, like he literally thought he needed all this crap. And like, I saw his bag and I was like, bro, like, when I show, I, I took him out of the back and I showed him my interior bag. He was like, that's all you use? I'm like, that's all I use, man. Like, you don't need a thousand different things. Like, I just broke it down to these are the chemicals I use. These are the brushes. They're all in here. I've one of those, like, uh, husky, like, painter's bags that's got all the slots in it. I got my APC. I got my Revive. I got my scrub monsters, my brushes. Like, and I'm like, that's, I got my drill brushes. I'm good to go. Like, this is my interior bag. And then you got the vacuum, the compressor, and then, like, boom. Like, that. this is all I use. And he could not believe it. He was like, no, 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 no. So, I mean, with... this is an interesting question because, right, like we're going to develop new products that are specifically designed for things on the interior or specific things on the outside. So it does become a sort of a interesting dilemma in the industry, right? Like multiplication for when you need specific things, as well as subtraction when you you got so many random things, right? Like I do get that. Like it, it could be confusing for such a young guy that has watched things yeah. off of, you know, TikTok or YouTube and then trying to get your actual process dialed in. So yeah, great conversation. Good discussion. All right, Lucas, what about you, man? What, uh, what's the one thing you think would help speed people up? Uh, I'd say tool management when you're in the detail. Um, I see a lot of, a lot of guys that'll have their freaking towels and their brushes and scrubbers and their bottles of chemical and shit just laying all over the interior of the car 
what I did. I've also seen uh, guys that carry like a little tool caddy and it'll have a couple brushes mm-hmm. and towels and a few things in it that they carry around the car with them. I wear like a a, a carpenter's belt, not an apron. It's more like a, a tool belt that carpenters use, which just has a bunch of pockets and a couple loops for like a hammer. What I do is I hang my interior cleaner on the loop where the hammer would go. And then I keep brush, scrub pad, and then five to 10 towels in the other two pockets. So once I start on the front of the car, I got my air hose in the left hand and then everything I'll need to clean everything right on my waist, work around the car. And I never have to run to the shelf to grab something unless, you know, something odd comes up. But generally it's all there on my person and I can just use it, stuff it back in. And I just, you know, keep it on me as I work around the car. And then uh, one other little tip is, you know, grimiest part that I see in a lot of cars is the cup holders. They're often one of the harder places to clean because they're sticky and just all around schmutzy. So one first thing I'll do is right when I get done vacuuming is I'll take some APC and just squirt it into cup holders and let it soak in there for half an hour even till I get around the other side of the car. And then generally just a light brush and a wipe with a towel and they come out perfect because it's had time to soak in and break up all the schmutz that's in the cup holder. Schmutz, I love it. I heard it again. So, I mean, basically in a sense, the great tip would be for that. And this is part of the Fuego tip, right? Letting your product dwell. Beginning to be to where you can find these places where your product can dwell safely and using a safe product. That allows right, it to for, be able to sure. dwell, right? Like, yeah, you want to make sure it's something like hyper clean interior or revive or whatever it is you're using. Make sure that it's not going to turn your cup holders white because you left to sit in there for a while. Make sure it's something that's just going to eat away at the the garbage, the schmutz, not the uh, <laughs> not the rubber or the plastic that's got the schmutz attached to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, don't want the schmutz. <laughs> don't want the schmutz. Yeah, yeah, good one, good one. And let's go back to the first first part that you were talking about because i find that interesting uh when when you're starting to do what walk us through that process a little bit more like when i'm starting a detail like just mm-hmm. my basic outline well, yeah well no what you talked about at the first right having this cubby i really think i'm curious from you i i really am would you have been more beneficial i used to love back in the day those old cargo shorts <laughs> hey here we go cargo <laughs> shorts or what old navy came out with for a minute those carpenter pants and you had a little loop and you could stick your shit right on that oh i think you're missing out on there right um no <laughs> no not not uh I, see the problem with cargo shorts is that if you sit down on a car and you start cleaning like the steering wheel or something you're going to be sitting on your shit and then it's just a comfortable. I like having it right on the waist, right in front where it's not poking me or lumping me in any weird spots. Just oh, right dude. there. Oh, easy, dude. right in front. Don't have to dig through pockets. I'm with you. I'm with you. I just had to give a shit. That's all right. <laughs> Cause that was my answer back in the day when old Navy came out with those, I was like, I'm in right. Like that's all I, I wore all the time. Cause I had pockets everywhere. I could just shove stuff in. Carter cook. Uh, used to, here. Marty, you seem like a Jenko's kind of guy from back in the day. (laughs) I appreciate that. I appreciate that. I was definitely into those big, uh, Nick, did you ever have those, those 80 shorts with the big bright colors and palm trees and stuff? What were those Uh, called? The MC hammer pants. 
No, they weren't MC oh, Hammer pants. They were a short. Oh, shoot pants. Yeah, oh, what was it? Zubaz? Something like that. I don't remember. I did have some of those. Those were popular for a bit. But yeah. All right, Dustin. What about you, man? Best process to speed up a detail. Jam yeah, pants? Just... Were they jam? Is that what they were called? Jams? Oh, all right, Dustin. So something we've kind of did away with for interiors is dressing the interior. Uh, we've essentially went to, we clean the whole interior with Revive for the most part, unless it's just absolutely destroyed. Uh, most of the vehicles we're seeing, you can clean them with Revive. It leaves a nice finish. We don't have to spend 15 minutes going back and dressing the interior. So, um, which is, I love it leaves me the finish that I like anyways and the guys love it as well so I can't keep revive out of their hands I'm like dude the same gallon APC has been here for a minute we just use revive so uh that saved us a lot of time and it's like because it at, doesn't strip everything off right is that what it is um, it leaves it with that nice clean look yeah, yeah. I mean, but I, even when you dress an interior, you, it, it's so hard to have a perfectly dressed interior. Like you can just see, like, oh, look at that crack. Right? Yeah, right. <laughs> Where? Hold on, uh, hold on. Let's. What? Dustin Uh-oh. gets a free six pack. I mean, <laughs> he doesn't realize he just hit a home run. Who said that last week, Marty, with a little HQ meeting? <laughs> uh, you know, let anybody behind the scenes. I said, hey, uh, Dustin, you know, don't let the... him skip out. He just claimed he's sending you a six pack, right? <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, don't let him uh, skip out on that. I, I agree with Dustin. I think one of the hardest things it's been to do as a detailer is when you really try to dress an interior and you miss a, miss a little spot, your customer notices it like instantaneous. It's wild. I mean, that, that to me, when he said that, it just rings true to me too, because I, I've always had trouble just getting it perfectly even. And, uh, you know, just so everybody knows, Marty is working hard at HQ for a solution to those things. Yeah. Uh, because, and too, right, Dustin, as you're training somebody, I think that's really when it becomes even more difficult. You can teach somebody to clean, but then to teach somebody to put a dressing on and not leave they don't it's like they don't understand that you have to hit every spot right it's like oh i can just wipe it on like the way i did a cleaner and you know the cleaner's going to kind of work itself around no that's not the way dressing goes yeah yeah and then you you know you get into some surfaces of an interior that really do not like dressing and it gets streaky or smudgy Mm -hmm. or or whatever Um, but revive's just been such a time saver for us i mean we wipe out an entire you know, an, an entire step of, dude, we can get a great finish. This stuff will clean, revive, will clean the stains. Or, you know, even if you get a nasty work truck door, uh, we have no issues scrubbing it away. It suds up nice. And, you know, the stuff like the scrub monster and like our, our carts, our detail carts might have three brushes on it. We got a, you know, a scrub monster, uh, one of them little boar's hair brushes and a toothbrush. And that's really all we need. All right. I like it. All right. Cooking with Nick. Did we, uh, did we get to you on your, your process to speed up? Not yet. Um, I'll start with that. Um, probably two years ago, I found out this wonderful tool. You can find it on Amazon. Nick Walker, you should look into this called the Tornador. 
No. No. Hey, I'm getting more and more support. More and more support for straight air and the group. We're all seeing it. Tornador. Did you see his face when you mentioned his name? You said Nick Walter should look at this. And he was like, wait, what? (laughs) On a serious note, though. Cargo pants, man, for God's sake. If you guys ever had like giant pockets on your freaking knees to stuff a rag in there, stuff a brush, man, hold another bottle when you're going around, do you know how much freaking time that saves you from having to walk 10 feet over to grab another bottle? Just have it on your hip? Dude, it's the yeah. freaking best. Mm-hmm. I'm with you. That's what I was saying earlier. I love it. Great one. All right. How's this dinner looking? Yeah. All right, everybody can go to it's underscore oh, grooms or he sir. will tag us and we'll put it out on our story. I'm about halfway through it now, but like you know, saute veggies, simple rice. Well, what kind of bun is yeah. that? It's an onion bun. Mm. From Publix, baby. Publix, you love that Publix. Publix, Publix, Publix. And here we go. All right. It looks Sorry. good. It looks good. We're looking forward to seeing that picture. All right, Derek, I think it's time. I got to go grab a beer, but it's definitely time to tab out. So what's the tab out question of the night? All right. So Cooking with Nick actually sent this one in. Hey, I, all I, right. I, 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 I did change it a little bit because Nick had a response that I don't know if we can say it on here, but uh, <laughs> what would what could someone do while you're working on a car that would make you want to throw them across the room? Okay, cooking with Nick, go for it. What is something while you're detailing a car that would make you want to say that? Yeah, ask that question one more time. Yeah, wh- what is something that let's say a customer could do or anyone could do? Your buddy's over while you're working on a car. That would make you just stop and want to throw them. Like they're they're gone. You got you the maddest you've ever been. Maddest you've ever been cooking with Nick. Ooh, that's gonna be a tough one. All right. Imagine you wipe on tray. You wipe it on, you're waiting it for it's cure, and homie comes up and sprays it. Like with a detail spray or just water and just sprays it and tries to oh, wipe yeah, it. Get the fuck out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, he's getting an elbow too. He's getting more than an elbow. Um, oh, Derek, since you since you censored um what I said, then then I guess I can't say it. But he, he's getting a he's getting a yeah <laughs> more than an elbow. All right, for for me, I'm going back to a little bit what we talked about with like APC or dressing. What always made me tell people to get them out was when they'd go to spray the cleaner on and they'd. Spray it and get all over the window. What the hell are you doing, man? Like, spray it. You don't have to. What they just you put on your tower, put on part of the door, like, and they'll just go through the side of the door, and it's just covering all over the window. And you're like, you know what it's going to take to get all that off now? Especially when it comes like we talk about dressing, right? You spray dressing on a window. Oh, man, that's trouble. You go to dress a dash and you got that rookie that's dressing a dash and they just go in and spread and that's all over that lower part of the windshield where it connects. Oh, get out of here. Get out of here. All <laughs> right, Lucas. What about you, man? So in my shop, the way it's laid out, I don't really have a front office area. It's like you walk in my front door, you're in my work area. And one time I had a customer walk in to pick his car up while I was doing 
correction on another customer's car. And I had just finished the front end working down the passenger side. And, you know, I'm sitting there with my headphones on, running away, buzzing it. And he comes walking in. He's an older fella, one of the good old boys, as we call him. And he comes over and he sets his hand right on the hood. And, oh, this thing looks pretty clean. You're doing a good job. And I was like, bro, no, you you can't touch another person's car, especially in my shop. Like, you know, I had to be kind about it and nice. But, it, you know, when you come in and I see you running your fingers down the hood of the car, that's not yours to feel how smooth it is now. It's like, dude that's not okay like did you not learn from your parents that if something's not yours you don't touch it without asking mm. that's i mean it's a pet peeve for me and i drive shit boxes that are all scratched up you know i <laughs> i still get bothered if people touch my cars without telling but are you touching a customer's car if it hadn't been one of my customers who did it to a different customer's car oh boy would i have come unglued on him but yeah that's all right that's, so this is interesting i I you find a couple people like you, but every most people aren't that like. So there's a guy named Brian Memke. He buys Uno from us. Been buying Uno, I think like six years. He's non nonstop. He loves it. He puts a ton of it on, and he's down in Oklahoma City, and he has a really unique shop. I talked about him. He's the guy that that bought a paint booth from somebody and then put the light oh, up on yeah. top to shoot his logo. Like really cool shop. The way he's done everything. And he's that way. He's told me he's actually kicked people out of his shop, right? Because I happen to be somebody that got a pass. And he's like, if you ever touch another person's car and here again, you won't be allowed in. Right. <laughs> and I just, I don't know. Like, so I had a, we talked about this an 87 grand national, right? Uh, one of the numbers and it was cool. He had these twin grand nationals, right? Twins uh, that had, or, you know, back to back, uh, 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 was it uh, ID tags, right? And VIN numbers. And he had them in a shop. There's one of those barn fine type of deals, random. And I would just wanted to look at the paint and it was old. And I just, I just tried to clear some dust out and he flipped a fucking lid, flipped it. And I get it. I just, but I would just look. I, I went, well, I was just looking like I didn't really do any damage, but right. Like Nick's shaking his head. You're shaking your head. Like <laughs> it's, it is true. Like this is a part of the industry that is like, oh, some people are one way and some people are the other. Nick's 100% pro your way. I mean, I don't know. I... Come on. You can't, you can't just run your finger on somebody else's car, dude. <laughs> Uh -oh. Like you, you had to be the worst person to go to a car show. Like, hey man, that's a <laughs> no, no, <laughs> um, no. I mean, look, it's it's. I I feel your pain, man. That having somebody come in your shop, have somebody come in your work area. For me, I have one. Marty well, kind of no, said, "We're not getting there yet. Uh, no, we're staying on this because <laughs> the flip side is." So many other people, the opposite side in the industry is, yeah, but I want people to touch their cars. I want them to feel the difference. I want them to experience what it's okay, like now. But hang on. I have tons well, of customers that come yeah, in and they run their fingers down their own car. I couldn't yeah. give a fuck less with that, you. Yeah, so you car. just, yeah, Marty, you, but come on. You man. touch someone else's now yeah. we have an issue. Hold on. It's, it's all know. about whose car is whose here. Yeah, I okay. see where Luke is okay. coming from. Fair enough. But Brian and this other part of the industry I'm talking about, they don't let anybody touch a car. 
even if it's oh. your own car, you're not allowed to touch it. Like, oh, I guess no. that's where I got a little bit backwards. Okay, I get it. If somebody else's car, I'm with you. Did I make a mistake? I made a mistake. But to never touch a car, even if it's your own car, that's where it gets a little yeah, bit crazy. Um, you can't control what people do with their cars. I mean, all yeah, they, they are going to touch it at their house. It. So what's it matter? I mean, a lot of detailers yeah. are that way, though, right? Yeah, I guess that's a good point. Right. Do the detailers open the car door for them every time they got to go somewhere too to make sure yeah. they open it right without scratching behind the door handle? <laughs> Look, there's a dude in the bushes waiting. They see him come out, runs out, opens the door for him. He installs a dash cam in every yeah. single car, so he gets a notification when it's time for him to go open it. He runs home like, like oh, 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 sir, please, oh, I got the door, I got the door, sir. Like, and then you guys know that those are the families of the kids where they, instead of grabbing like on my truck, like I have, I have the black part to grab to close the truck. No, they grab right on the side of the door. No, it can't slam the door. And I'm just like, please, please. Grab the top, not the bottom, but nobody listens. <laughs> All right, Nick, what was yours? What was your suggestion then? Yeah, so you brought up dressing. One of the things is when you're when you're and this goes back forever, you're getting towards the end of a detail and somebody goes to dress tires and they just spray it willy-nilly and it's up in the air, and all of a sudden you look on the hood and you go, Oh my god, what's on the hood? You go to wipe it, it starts smearing. I think dressing is the worst thing to deal with when somebody uses it you know, towards anything, you know, middle of the process, beginning of the, I don't care when they put it on. If they're irresponsible with dressing, like spraying tires down, dude, I'll just lose it. I'm like, what are you doing, dude? And I mean, because now, you know, there's an extra, however much time to get this cleaned up. And you don't even know if you're going to ever get that car looking right. That, that dots that we've seen, we've all seen it, right? We've seen oh, yeah. those dots that get all over and you just go. And that was my point a little bit a second ago, like interior dressing. It's the same as you're right. Exterior dressing. You go, I just cleaned these windows. You see the dots that are all over these? What the hell just happened? And when you have guys and they're yelling at each other and you're on the phone, you're like, what's the, what's on the window? And they'll, they'll take a photo and you're like, who sprayed the dressing? Jarrell <laughs> uh, did. I'm like, Jarrell? You're going to be there for a while, dude. <laughs> yeah. I, I hate to say it. I had that conversation the other day. We were outside in a parking lot. I'm like, all right. We're looking over a vehicle. I'm like, who sprayed the tire shine out here in the parking lot? Yep. Uh, I yep. did. Well, guess what? You get to go and wipe down this whole vehicle again. <laughs> God, it doesn't matter how long. They've been working for you. How well they've been trained. Some days their brain just goes out the window. Dude, there's other there's times when I've dressed tires and it's windy and I just forget. I'm like, oh, dude, what did I just do? I'm like, <laughs> just like not even. I just got lost in what I was doing or whatever, and I'm like, oh fuck. I mean, just it's call, just miserable. Just, just call Frank. He'll get to take. Come on, dude. <laughs> I know you're not talking. <laughs> All right, uh, Dustin, what's yours, man? What uh, What's your answer to the tab out question? All right, I'm going to give you guys something to feed off of. When the Dodge Ram guy comes in with his 3,500 mega cab that he somehow, and he's talking about. In. I shut the doors. <laughs> how much <laughs> We had this guy come in 
and he's brand new, nice blue, pretty blue, mega cab, 3,500, not even a dually. And he's telling us how he paid $120,000 for this thing. First of all, first of all, if you got even the highest specced out Ram that you can possibly get is and in a dually MSRPs for like 98. And we have a brand new M50i sitting there, fully specced out, beautiful. He's like, yeah, I got the most expensive vehicle on the lot. He's just going on and on. I'm like, buddy, <laughs> I'm gonna kill you. <laughs> like, I don't, I don't think you're gonna be able to even fit in the shop with your big head. <laughs> and then, it, so the price changed ten thousand dollars, but that he paid for it between the time that he dropped it off and the time that he picked it up. So, uh, yeah, the people that are like, I paid. This is how much I paid. My vehicle so nice and expensive, like. Buddy, I, nobody cares. Like, I, I don't care if it's a Toyota Corolla or a you know, freaking Lamborghini. <laughs> oh, I might care between those two. Uh, oh. I'd rather I'd rather do the Corolla. Yeah, do the Corolla. <laughs> give, me, give me that person all day long. Hey, the highest ticket I've ever had was on a night or was on a 2017 Toyota Camry. So, don't be sleeping on them Toyota <laughs> the Toyota passenger cars. Absolutely. The highest ticket I ever had was on a Ram 2500. <laughs> I mean, it is what it is. <laughs> well, hey, if you're willing to overspend by 30% on the truck, you're willing to overspend by 25 on the detail. Uh, that, wasn't the, that wasn't the high ticket. <laughs> that was not the high ticket. What this guy want? The $120,000 guy. Wash and wax? Hey, can you wax no. this truck? <laughs> So what's funny, he actually came in for uh, rust prevention service and he came in with for that with that truck and we take videos and stuff of the vehicle. He had had PPF done at another local shop. There was a razor blade knife or a razor blade mark mm. on the top of the fender. Mm. It's a brand new truck mm. and razor blade mark on the top of the fender. All the edges were already peeling. This was the most botched PPF oh, job that God. I've ever seen absolutely terrible bubbles contamination like total shit and we had talked about it and i notified him of it and we work with another uh sunstopper shop that's an expel dealer and do ppf and we collaborate on some jobs and stuff like that and this guy actually took his other truck to my buddy who owns the shop and now he's apparently doing the ram again or getting the job for the Ram. And he's like, man, can you fix this razor blade, Mark? Nah, man. <laughs> like, it's deep, <laughs> It's deep. And he's talking about how much he paid for this PPF job. And it was a full partial front, uh, partial doors, rockers, bedside. And Is it the roof or no? No, but. But brutal, right? Brutal, oh, brutal Nick, man. Nick, what did you have that you uncovered a a, a razor blade on? Yeah, a guy bought a Honda Odyssey to Uber, and I'll say a shop that sells ceram their own ceramic coating online that everybody's seen a commercial or two. Uh, did a partial hood, and instead of just cutting the pattern, they bulk the hood and then cut across it 
and oh. all the way across was oh. and a guy looks at me he goes yeah i mean you can you know you can just fix that i said uh no that's the paint that's called the, that's called the, that's called the paint shop my man I have, I have to give them a shout he goes oh my god i spent my life savings you know i'm gonna start this uber business i'm like you can leave it you know leave the partial there because it kind of hides that razor blade enough but he's like no i've already seen it i'm like ah, you can go back to them i said uh We'll put it on properly, but I'm not going to pay the body shop bill. <laughs> I didn't, I didn't, but yeah, I mean, we see it. You're around PPF enough. One of the funniest things is when you see online, everybody's like, yeah, you know, you just cut here, you cut here, just take your knife and do this. And you go, uh, I think you just cut the, the fender there. It's wild. <laughs> right. Dude, it's uh, it's so gnarly. Uh, I mean, Philip will come up and he is just so steady with that, with that thing. And it makes me nervous. And he's like, you want to try it? <laughs> Absolutely not. <laughs> you have at it. You're making me nervous. I'm standing back here, and I know you're an excellent installer. <laughs> well, good tab out question, cooking with Nick. Nicely done. Well done. Here's the community. Great job, guys. Thanks so much Appreciate for another it. great pub. I enjoyed Marty. having a couple beers with you. Had a great time. Marty, what about oh, me? My bad, Derek. My fault. No, it's okay. I was going to say, um, just, I, for me, it's when, and you, Marty, you know, I get a lot of customers like to watch me detail, you know, to be there when I'm <laughs> You do surprisingly almost every weekend we're texting. You're like, yeah, I don't know. They want to sit out and watch me. I'm like, what is it, man? It must be the knee pads. It must be. It's gotta be the knee pads. But I get customers that will, and it's only a couple of customers where they'll watch you detail. And then they, they want to say, Oh, what about this spot? Well, this spot. And you want to turn them and go, I'm not done yet. Like, let me continue. I'm not done. When I'm done, everything with those spots will be gone. And then I'll come and get you when I'm completed. But they want to come tell you, oh, what about this? What about that? They start pointing things out. And you look at them and be like, listen, wait till I'm finished. And then you can come point things out. But until then, get the hell out of here. <laughs> like, Yeah. All right. I, that's a, that definitely. Yeah. I'm with you. Apologies for missing you, man. Apologies. No problem. No problem. I think I thought you, since you answered, answered, you know, asked the question, a lot of times you answer it yourself. So. Yeah, I should have done that this time. But thank you, Nick, for sending that in. That was, uh, he, he sent me two, so I have another one that we'll probably do. But uh, thank you, Nick, for sending those in. And this would be a good thing for people inside a community. Hey, if you have a good tab out question, right, let's go to the HyperClean Specialist Group. Tag Derek and let's get some of your good tab out questions. That'll be fun as we start to do this more of putting people out there of things that they talk about. So a great one. All right, oh, yeah. guys, had a great pub, fun discussion, cooking with Nick and Mr. Walters got to come on. That was fun. Lucas, always a pleasure. And Dustin, man, guys, thanks so much. Had a great time with y'all. Thanks for having a beer with me. Thank See you all next week. See you guys. Hey, community, what a great episode. And I bet you just thought, hmm, maybe I could ask a question. I think you should. So go to the HyperClean Specialist Group. Just go right now if you're not involved. And if you are, you're somebody that's just in the group but hasn't really interacted yet, hey, let Derek know. Tag him in your post and say, hey, I think this would be a great tab-out question. Let's see all the fun stuff that you create that will make a really interesting tab-out question. This is Marshall, and I hope you make it a great day.